You know how fast you're going? What? How fast you're going? I don't know. Ten? Eight. Be advised, this is an explicit podcast. If you're easily offended, get your panties twisted into a knot. Leave now. Run in your safe space. Get your little cloth for your tears. All the opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and his guest and do not reflect the opinions of any local or government agency. Welcome to Motocop Chronicles Podcast. I'm your host, the Ice Band. Uh, got a special treat today. Actually, going to have a guest uh, coming on with him in just a minute. We'll get the housekeeping out of the way. We're going to have him introduce himself. Uh, so, we all know if you want a good cigar, go to mypatriotcigar.com. Use promo code MOTORCOP15. You'll get 15% off your order if you order $100 or more. Of course, it's free shipping. Uh, if you want any MotorCop merch, you can either go to the MotorCop Etsy store or go to MotorCopChronicles.com. All the links are down there. And you can get any MotorCop merch there, T-shirts and stuff. If you want extra uh, episodes, uh, videos, pictures, and all the other shit that the public don't get to see, you can join Patreon if you just want to try it out. Before actually uh, doing it, there's a seven-day free trial you can do uh, in the crew member section. After that, if you don't like it, you don't have to do it. Uh, so if that's something you think you might be interested in, go check it out. If not, I'm still going to keep putting out the free shit. Other than that, we're going to shout out our uh, crew members. He helped me pay the bills every month. We got Mr. John Demink. We got Dan Carlson with Burley Boards. Y'all go check them out. Uh Makes good product. We got T-Bird. We got Mr. Jim Pokrant from the Short Track Guys podcast. If y'all like uh, car racing, y'all check them out. We got Mr. Hoppy Hopson, our truck driving friend. We got Mr. Blake Walker. We got A.A. Ron from Not Had to Say It podcast. We got Mr. Christopher DeMars. We got Mr. Z. Palmer. We got Roy Spaulding. Not Roy with the P, Roy with the S. Our favorite girl from down under, JoJo. We got Kayla Norris and Natasha A. from the state of Washington. And, of course, our OG crew member, Melissa Holstein. Appreciate y'all helping me pay the bills every month. So, without further ado, I'm going to get him in here and let him introduce himself. All right. Your mic is live. If you want to go ahead and introduce right. yourself. <laughs> well, uh, my name is Jim W., and I'm a retired police sergeant from the state of Michigan. Michigan. See, we got we're getting us them them up north people. Yep. <laughs> and you, he he's one of the lucky ones. He is retired now. If we want to yep. call it lucky, I guess. But at least he made it to the end. Yeah, I made it. I I had a couple close calls, but I made it out in one piece. <clears throat> and you just enjoying retirement right now? Yeah, you know, I uh, I left earlier than. I was planning on, um, cause I got sick in 2019. So, you know, I had to go, I had to do something different. It was time. Um, I worked nights most of the time. So, you know, I was on that 
that night shift lifestyle where you work all night and then you're up all day taking your kids here and there doing stuff for the wife. So I didn't sleep much, but, um, yeah, I'm enjoying it, man. I'm glad I, I'm proud of what I did, but I'm glad I'm done. Oh yeah, it was. Sure not. I'm sure it wasn't the same from when you started either. No, it's changed so much, so much, you know, in Michigan. I mean, when I first started as a cop, there was a misdemeanor in the state of Michigan to assault a police officer. So in order to get a felony out of it, you had to like be maimed or permanently disabled for it to be considered a felony. And that law changed, you know, in 2005, 2003. So, you know, we, we started moving in the right direction, you know, with law enforcement, but then the last, you know, I don't know, four or five years, it seems like we've been going backwards. Oh, it's definitely going backwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm surprised they even they haven't changed it where, you know, it's even against the law to do anything to us in some places. I know. You know, I've heard judges tell, you know, I'm back in the day, you know, um, before the law changed in Michigan, judges would tell you, well, you're a police officer. You're, that's your job to be assaulted, you know? And it's like, no, that's not my job, motherfucker. My job is to, you know, get home to my family every night, you know? Yeah, you know, it's like, I think some people just actually think that. So, I know you have serious stuff to talk about. You can too, but we're going to, we may slide into it. We're going to depend. Uh, let's just start out. Uh, I, I used to ask some questions. Uh, I know you don't, you do not drink alcoholic beverages anymore, correct? What's that? I said, you don't, you don't partake in the adult beverages anymore, correct? No, not anymore, man. I had my share. I was a whiskey drinker. I mixed my whiskey with saliva, you know, so <laughs> I was, uh, I had my share. I'm good. Okay. So we'll just say he just likes his soda or pop. I don't know how they, they say it up north. Yeah, we say pop soda. We say we say Coke. You guys say Coke all the yeah, time. Yeah, if, if I say if if like if my wife's going to the store and I'm like she's like you want some drink, I'm like give me a Coke. That don't mean get me a Coke because really right. I'm not a big big fan of Coke. I prefer right. if I'm drinking carbonated beverage, I like the Mountain Dew or something you know orange yep. fruit flavored. But we call yep. everything everything is Coke. If it's carbonated, yep. it's Coke. <laughs> Yeah, my mom, my dad's from Kentucky originally, so I've got a lot of extended family in Western Kentucky, and they all do the, say the same thing. Yeah, it's like, give me a Coke. That don't mean I want to actually physically want it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not my favorite. So in all your all your years on, on the job, uh, we're gonna we're just going to jump in and ask you about them naked calls, because we know Freebird never got his naked call. Ooh, so naked call. Um well, no, no, preferably where you're not naked, the other right, right. Yeah. The other people are naked. <laughs> well, um, the first one that pops to mind is I was on patrol one night uh, in the metro area of Detroit. I worked for the city of Pontiac, and Pontiac was a lot like Detroit. You know, thirty square miles of shit. You know, and we were right between. Detroit and Flint. So, you know, we're the drug, we were on the drug corridor. So we had a lot of gangs and a lot of dope and stuff. And, um, we were on patrol one night and I was on the North end and we pulled into one of the parks and I blacked out, you know, just kind of rolling through and I kind of see something moving over by the ball diamond. I'm like, it's almost over there. So we kind of drive over that way, me and my partner. And then I hit 
the spotlight and this this old boy was putting it to this girl this big old girl man she was big but she was bent over had her skirt lifted and he was uh giving her the business (laughs) (laughs) they were kind of surprised to see us you know so um that was uh pretty funny and then uh there was another time me and another guy we got actually called up to the park because they said there was something going on and so there was a parked car we walk up on them you know they didn't know we were there and there's two dudes in there and one dude was blowing the other one and so we fucking broke up their little party and um they they were acting okay but then my partner says you know if you guys want to play butt darts you need to do it at home (laughs) (laughs) so they came directly to the pd you know filed a citizen's complaint and i got jammed up on that one at an ia over they they actually went and called i mean complained because you said your partner said told them to stop playing butt darts in public yeah yeah they came and complained and uh you know but (laughs) i suffered because of it but you know hey man i mean you know it's just uh if you're gonna do stuff like that man you want to make sure you're doing it or nobody's gonna catch you I mean, y'all didn't charge them for, uh, no, that was the thing, you know, we could have charged them for lewd conduct and, um, and we didn't, you know, we told them that. And, uh, my partner, Jake, you know, he, he ran his mouth and we got written up, but it was funny. You know, I laughed and I still laugh about it. So it's, it's still, it's so funny. Yeah, Cause it yeah. was on a day of how, how the people you end up giving a break to are the ones that call and complain on you. Oh, dude, I'm telling you, I mean, right on that line, man, we had a domestic one night. And so me and my partner show up and the ladies, you know, they were, they were decent people, you know, they weren't, you know, the, the typical customer, you know, they were, um, a younger couple, they were having problems. Um, so he was moving They were in the middle of a divorce. He was trying to move his shit out. She fucking smashed him over the head with a mirror before we got there and like cut the back of his head. So, you know, in Michigan, we have, it's, we're obligated to arrest. It says you will arrest, you shall arrest. Not that you, you may, you shall. Well, you know, we kind of talked to him. He was leaving. Um, you know, neither one of them wanted to do anything about it. So we just said, we just kind of broomed it on the rug, wrote a quick old face sheet, you know, one couple one liners and that was it. And he went his way. Well, about a month ago, a month later, he comes down wanting his police report for his domestic assault because they were in the middle of the divorce and he wanted to use it as ammunition against his wife. Well, there was no domestic report. So they start digging into it and, you know, grill me and my partner. And we end up, you know, I got a write up over it, did a day off, you know, lost, you know, 12 hours of pay over it just because I was trying to do these people a solid and ended up coming back and biting me in the ass. Yep. <laughs> so I tell people, I have people all the time. And they're looking at me, yep. oh, you can't cut me a break on this or that. You know what? I used to. I don't tell yep. them that. I don't tell them that is, but. I I used to give a lot more uh, breaks on traffic stuff. Yep. Because yep. my, my discretion, you know, I mean, you know, yep. of course, I always get a sob story. Might be what I actually believe them a little bit. But now I right. don't. Now I don't. Because every nope. it seems like every time I turned around, the people that I gave breaks to either re- gave them a reduced fine, you know, you know reduced speed or, or, you know, this or that. And, they calling. They're the ones to call and complain. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, they always call and complain. You it's know, like, yeah. I let you go, and then you go call and complain, and say I was rude. Really? What part of I let you go on the citation, but now I'm rude? Right. You know, and I'm giving you a break. I'm not <laughs> taking you to jail. You know, come on, man. You're gonna come and bitch about that. So now I just write everybody I stop because basically, you know, I, I very seldomly it, it's and it's it's the craziest thing. Thing very seldomly do I get called or complained on from people that I actually wrote the ticket to. Right. It's like so. It's like you give me a break. Nope. All, yep. all, all, all I hear is, hey, give me a break so I can call and complain on you later. That That's what I hear. Yeah, and then now you got everything, you know, you got your video, you got your your body mic, you know, they, they dig into everything and try to pick everything apart. It's like, man, you know, it's not that serious. <laughs> no, you know them IA guys, man, they live for mm-hmm. this shit. I told my, I, man, I got into it with one of the guys in IA they were t- doing an internal on my partner and they're trying to get me to lie basically, you know, um, to, so that they could justify firing them. And I, and then they threatened to terminate me if I didn't. And I basically told them to get fucked. And I said, you know, if you want to fuck with people, why don't you go put a uniform on, get in a fucking squad car and go pull a traffic stop. Cause there's a plenty of assholes out there to fuck with, you know, <laughs> You don't need to fuck with your own guys. <laughs> you know? oh, the, the, the May I guys, man, they get a phone call. You got to go investigate another cop. I think their dicks get hard and they go in the bathroom and whack off oh, yeah. and come on each other's shoes or something. Yeah, they're fucking stupid, man. And um, I just, I always, you know, I, I'd, I'd cooperate as much as I had to to keep my job, but I didn't make it easy for them. Yeah, I mean, like I said, uh, these younger ones, I try to explain to them, watch out. Because they might act like you, you're their friend. You're not their friend. No. I said, uh, no. Yep. Had a, had any, a, guy, any guy that's in IA, like I, I experienced two types. Guys that got put there because they got promoted, so they didn't really want to be there. So they did their job the right way because they weren't Fox. Well, then you had the guys that wanted to be there, and they were Fox, you know? Oh, yeah. They got something that are in there that it's like, you know, they get off on burning cops. I mean, they do. They do. You're exactly right, man. I guess that's no different. That's a universal problem. Oh yeah. Well, you got. I think you got them in every department. Just like you got people in every department. You know that you can say. You know which ones have been. You know, up at the up at admin's office because they always have brown like this brown stain around their mouth. From, <laughs> you know, it's like it don't even wash off anymore. It's just like permanent shit stain around their fucking lips. <laughs> So, oh, I know, man. I made a comment many hundred years ago. Old department I used to uh, work at. Uh, whenever the the sheriff did something, you'd always have the little the little group of them like go out and want to do the same thing. Like you know, you know, the, yeah. if the sheriff went out and bought uh, um, a camper, they all gonna run out and get campers. You know, because they yeah. camp with them. Sheriff got a motorcycle. They all ran out and got motorcycles. You know, uh, yeah. and. I was around a whole bunch of them one time, of course, you know, I got a mouth on me, you know. I, one, of them yep. said one of them said something one time. I looked at him. I said, I'm not going to say the sheriff's name or something because I called him. I looked at these the two guys that were those type. I said, boy, sure, I'm glad the sheriff ain't never decided he likes the way dick tastes. <laughs> and they were like, what's that? I said, because some of you motherfuckers will be like, oh, God damn. Hmm, if I knew dick tasted that good, I'd have been sucking on it a long time ago. Damn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd be sucking three dicks yeah, at a time. Yeah, I mean, you, you motherfuckers know? would look like, you know, you, you, 
y'all like look like a bukkake session over there on fucking Pornhub. Y'all have to make cocks in your mouth. <laughs> and it's like they got all pissy and stuff. But they, what they gonna say? They knew it was the truth. And it was the truth. I mean, they just yeah, it's true. Followers. It's like yeah, but I told them, I, but they couldn't believe it. I said, you know, I said, I'm glad he never decided he likes the way dicks taste because you motherfucker. Be <laughs> Truth hurts, man. The truth hurts. You know, anytime somebody gets pissed about something you said, you know, you said something that was true. Oh, yeah. 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 That kind of. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought of another naked story for you. Um, they had a, they had a uh, strip club in Pontiac. It was called Shenanigans. So it was, uh, it wasn't fully nude. <laughs> Shenanigans. Yeah. It's called Shenanigans. <laughs> That's the name of the place. So, they, it wasn't fully nude. It was topless, but it was, might as well have been bottomless. The girl, the stuff the girls wore was nothing. Yeah, we're not, we're in Louisiana. You can't have fully nude. They actually have to have at least a thong on, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah. In Michigan, if they don't serve alcohol, it can be fully nude. If they serve alcohol, then it has to be only topless. So anyways, we used to go up there for fights all the time. And one night I was working and it was summertime and, uh, we got dispatched up to shenanigans for a crowd fight in the parking lot. Well, it wasn't in the parking lot. It was inside the bar. So we go in the bar and there's, you know, chairs flying and shit and people breaking bottles on each other's eyes. And we came in, you know, probably five or six of us started cracking skulls. And all of a sudden this bitch jumps on my back and just Nate, she's come totally naked. Cause she's a stripper. She starts punching me in the fucking side of the head, you know? So I'm like, God damn. And, I just grabbed her by the hair and fucking ripped her off my back and slammed her onto the ground, you know, and fucking handcuffed her, treated her like she was a man, you know? And, um, but yeah, she was butt ass naked. Apparently she was taking exception to the fact that we were arresting her boyfriend. That was the source of most of this shit. <laughs> yeah. Because so, he was up there and his girlfriend was naked. And, yeah, exactly. Leaving snail trails on other men. Yeah, and he was getting mad, so he fucking had enough, and they fought. There's a fight breaks out. We get called, and then I get jumped on by some pissed off coke, coked, coked up stripper. stripper. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's like it's, you got these guys. You know, they're pissed off. It's like, uh, you're mad, and you're fighting with your your lady because she's a stripper. But where'd you meet her at? At the strip club. <laughs> strip club. Yeah. Uh, do you yeah. see where this issue is? I talked about yeah. this one before oh, many yep. episodes ago. We had uh, they had this chick a hundred years ago. She out here that she used to be a stripper, uh-huh. and every fucking weekend, every Saturday night when she worked, we we would go to her house after the strip club closed because she oh, yeah. she would come home drunk. Yeah, and her old man was home pissed off. <laughs> the problem was. She was like some kind of black belt and fucking karate and shit. Oh, so, she was a bad bitch. So she, she's not the one that called her cops. She would come home drunk and whoop his fucking ass <laughs> because the house or whatever wouldn't be clean. So we would go over there every weekend. This was before they had so many domestic violence laws, but we'd go over yeah. there every weekend because she done fucking kung fu brulees to brulees brulee. His ass across the house. Just yeah. Used to whoop the fuck out. And we're like, dude, why don't you fucking leave? He's like, man, I love her, man. It, it wasn't him instigating it. He stayed home and took care of the kids and shit. She just come on drunk and just catch the ass about something and, and go, you know, like I said, Bruce Lee on him. 
Damn. <laughs> like, yeah, that guy sounds like he needs to man the fuck up. I don't know whatever happened to them people. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. I remember one night we were work. I was working in overtime detail um, downtown. We had a bar district, and you know, a lot of people would come to Pontiac for the bars on Thursday through Sunday. And so, anyways, one night it was like a Thursday night. I think might have been a Friday. One of the uh, main bars, Tiki Bob's, it was called. They, they were packed, and so something's going on. I'm sta- I'm working the detail. I'm standing up with a security guy, and he's like, "Oh, we need you. We need you." So I'm like, "Fuck!" So I'm only there by myself. All the other guys are outside. I go out there and I see this girl. She's up on the sta- on the bar, and she's like stripping and shit. And all these guys are cheering around. I mean, it had been like 200 motherfuckers in there, you know. <laughs> and they're all lined up at the bar, you know. And she's fucking taking off her clothes, and she gets down to. Uh, I'm like, "Hey, you need to step down." And I got my flashlight on her. She's not listening, so. She gets down to her underwear, so I grab her by the ankle. I'm like, hey, you need to step down. And she kicks a fucking rum and coke off the bar all over my uniform. So I yank that bitch off the bar directly to the fucking deck and on top of her. And all these, and I'm fucking in there by myself, so I'm, cur- I'm surrounded by all these horny motherfuckers that are pissed because I just ended their you know strip show. And so I'm on top of this girl... My sergeant comes in. I'm like, hey, man, I need some help in here. They come in. Sergeant comes in, sees me on my top of this girl, titties out. You know, she's got underwear, and I'm rolling around on the ground with her. He's like, God damn, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing, you know? And I'm like, man, she's resisting, you know? And he's like, oh, shit. So he helps me. But he's like, man, at first I thought you were raping that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, I'm not trying to get catch a case. I'm just trying to do my job, you know? Oh, God damn it. Oh, yeah. Well, I tell everybody, you know, it's like, it's like strippers, first of all, it's not like if you, when you're watching a TV show. There's a reason that it's called stripper light. Right. Because if you see most of them with the fucking lights, lights on, you'd be like, oh, God damn. <laughs> it, it, it's not a good, oh, my God damn, neither. You know, it's like, yeah. like. Like you go so, to one, you know, uh, you think they got six strippers and they have three teeth in between all six of them. Oh yeah, man! Like you'd either fucking cob a corn through a picket fence. <laughs> I had another one one night. It, this wasn't a naked story, but it was a bar thing, and I was working downtown. And so I'm sitting in my squad uh, right across the street from the where the bars are and i see security bring this girl out she's like in this skimpy ass skirt she's all drunk as hell and they set her in this cheap ass like plastic lawn chair and they left they leave her there so i'm like fuck man so she's sitting there she's sliding down out of the chair you know she's almost out of the chair she's passed out so i'm like fuck so i got to go over because i'm in a marked squad so i go over and I get her up, walk her to the squad, call for fire. You know, we had fire EMS uh, there, so fire guys were paramedics. And so I put her in the back of the car, you know. She fucking wait for the fire department to show up. They come. I'm driving an old Caprice. Like, it was a 95 Caprice. And you remember those old, uh, how inside they had that big hump in the in the middle that went over the over the uh, axle and shit that ran under the car. It had, like, a big hump in, the, in between <laughs> where you would sit in the back. So... I opened the door and the fireman's like, I was like, Ooh, like I smelled shit. You know, I'm like, damn, she must've farted. And 
he shines his light in there and he goes, no, it's probably that St. Bernard sized turd, St. Bernard sized turd. She just laid in the back of your car. So I look in there and this bitch had pulled her dress up, pulled her little thong out of the way and pinched off a fucking two pound turd onto that hump. And it was, it was like piled up. And then the, the, tur- you could see where she pinched it off. Cause the turd like was pointed right at her ass where she pinched it off. So I took a picture of that shit. And we go to the hospital and her parents show up, you know, some rich people from some suburb. And I was like, Hey, look what your daughter did in my squad car. And he looks at it and his face just turns red. <laughs> and, uh, I was like, I took that car back to the fucking department, slapped a bunch of ha- biohazard stickers on it and left it. It sat out in the parking lot for a month, flies buzzing in and out. Nobody would touch it. <laughs> we, we finally got some trustees from the fucking county jail to come over and clean it out, but nobody was in that uh, car sat. You know, I wasn't touching that turd. I don't get paid yeah. to clean up people's shit. And that car sat. Yeah. I was like, damn great. You've had some dick in that ass, haven't you? <laughs> that turd that big around oh, yeah sliding <laughs> right on in there but she was tiny man it like, had to have been all the shit she had in her body in that <laughs> you know what I mean oh, we had, she had been 100 pounds we had one <laughs> me and my partner got him rabbit one up we go to work this uh, freaking car in ditch single vehicle crash or something like that we pull up and you know, he called it. He called it trailer park sexy. Yeah, <laughs> she come out in her little short shorts on her, bitch. wasn't even button, you know. And then little zipper. You could you could almost see the the top of her twat right. Oh there. yeah, yeah. And I mean, he made a comment. She's like, "Oh yeah, I forgot to zip them up." I was I went and took a shit in the woods, and I was like, "Yep, she just, <laughs> just ruined it there, didn't she?" <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, why don't you just zip those back up right there?" No, you just chopped a big loaf of deuce out in the fucking woods, and I don't see no toilet paper around. Yeah, you didn't even wipe your ass, girl. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> it's like, yeah. 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 Fuck, I remember that reminds me of this, this traffic stop where I'm in. I'm patting this, this lady down. She was a big old fat lady, gross, you know, like um, just like almost homeless. And so I'm patting her down, and she's like shaking her legs. She's got these sweatpants on. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And she shakes her fucking leg, and a turd rolls out onto the floor, onto the ground. And I'm oh, like, oh. She no. goes, I just shit, you know. I'm see, like, yeah, I, I, I can take blood, guts, and stuff like that, but like, yeah, me too. Comes to shit. See, I would shit vomit if I'd have been sitting there and she would have shake a fucking meatball turd out of her pants. I'd have been, like, <laughs> I'd have been like, I'd have been, and it's like rolling across. I've been like, bleh, bleh. <laughs> I was like, man. I could, man. And that's the thing, man. Until you see this kind of shit, it's like almost unbelievable, you know? And <laughs> it happens. Oh, yeah. Like, we had some guys chase this guy one time in a car chase. He jumped out and he takes off running into his house. Cops hot on his heel. And it's like he done pulled his pants off and all he has on is a pair of these bright yellow boxers with a smiley face on the ass. And every step he took, he took. He was just shitting on himself like crazy and stuff <laughs> like that. So now you got a smiley face with like shit dripping out of it, you know. So, <laughs> it's, like, it's like that now. Now you don't want to arrest this motherfucker because nobody wants to touch him because you know because that's why he didn't stop. Cause he was trying to get home to take his shit. Yeah, he didn't quite make it. Yeah, yeah. I can't <laughs> It's like I done ran poo code before. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not ashamed to admit it. 
<laughs> yeah. I've done it. I had to do it. Blue, we blew. I would blue light it if I had. <laughs> I was on a call one time on a B and E, and I'm talking to this old lady, and I, I had like, I had my stomach was upset, and I was like, I had to fart. I was gonna try to let out a fart, you know. Uh, but I never try to fart. Oh man, I was in my 20s, so I was still stupid, you know. And so I let, I try to let the fart go quiet, and it was just straight shit into my pants. <laughs> And I'm like, God damn it. I said, I got to be back. I'll be back. <laughs> so I leave and drive back to the station. I had to go the rest of the day, no, you know, Rambo in those polyester pants. Uh. That aren't forgiving. <laughs> so my little uh, packer was a little raw by the end of the day, but that was the last day I didn't carry an extra pair of underwear. In my duty I was going to say, I used to, uh, even in my personal show, I used to carry a change of clothes. Oh yeah, I did too. After that, I was like, I'm never going to be like this again. <laughs> it's funny me they had a, a Baton Rouge City cop he was a motor cop this dude was like out working a crash one time and I guess he had some bad lunch or something and he told the people there was no injuries and he told people y'all just wait here well I guess he was in a residential area he ran up to these people's house knocked on their door and said look I need to use y'all's bathroom okay and he just runs to their house and like blows up these just complete strangers bathroom just knocked on their door and asked if he could take a shit in their house <laughs> Did they let him? Yeah. That's awesome. They're like, come on in. <laughs> come like, on in. He went in there and blew up their fucking <laughs> That's Those are some good citizens right there, man. It's like, <laughs> fucking, come on in. Use my shitter, you know? <laughs> I've been there, you know, shit. I was on a SWAT team for 10 years, and, you know, we used to, you know, we always caught people unsuspecting, you know, be naked, whatever. But uh, we hit this one house, and it was um, there's so many people, and it was like fucking cockroaches running everywhere, you know. So, me and my partner, we we were gonna take the stairs and go upstairs and secure up there. Well, we get up to the top of the stairs, and the motherfucker is sitting half in, half out the window, <laughs> and you know he's up on the second story, so it's probably twenty feet, you know, um, to the to the to the ground. So we start walking towards him, man, you know, guns pointed right at him. We're like, get on the fucking ground, get on the fucking ground. So we, when we get to him, my partner, Frank, he's a big motherfucker, man. He was like six, five, 320 pounds of solid muscle. He looked like fucking lurch from the Adams family. And he gets to him. He's like, you want to jump motherfucker? Jump. He pushed him out the window. <laughs> so he fucking fell out the window. Landed on a chain link fence oh, and bounced, bounced off of that and then landed in the yard. Outside security got him. <laughs> I've never told this story because Frank told me if I ever told this story, he'd kill me. <laughs> and I believed him, you know. So, you know, but, you know, nobody knows who Frank is. So Man, I figured I'd tell and the story. Jump. He, <laughs> he said, you want to jump, motherfucker? Jump. <laughs> Gave him a shove and the, the rest was history. He lived. I mean, he didn't die or nothing, but he was fucked up. Bet you didn't do that ever again. No, I never saw that guy again. I used to see the same people all the time. I never saw that guy again. Oh, yeah, frequent frequent flyers. You know, see, yep. and you work an area so long that you know, you and the bad guys are on face first name basis. Yeah, we're on a first name basis. I know who they are. They know who I am, you know. Say, hey, how's your mama been? How's your mama and them? Oh, they good. Yep. You know, they good. You know, my mom been rehab for a few weeks now. She's been clean. She got that two-week chip, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I worked, we worked, uh, this area for a while and we had a guy that he was a snitch and 
you know, I popped him on a couple dope charges, just possession, but so he was working for us and he was giving us good intel, man. We were getting good traffic stops. We were getting good, you know, hits for narcotics and shit. So I gave this guy a fucking prepaid paid phone, you know, and I was like, call me anytime you got something. So, um, I ended up, we ended up picking him up on something and he had to work off a case. So, you know, we took him to do a buy and gave him 20 bucks. He fucking leaves. Fucking never take that. <laughs> I'm like that motherfucker. He ghosted us. So, you know, this was a couple weeks go by and I'm trying to call that phone. The fucking phone's down. You know, he probably sold it for crack or whatever. And so I see this motherfucker and he sees me like we're in a squad car at, uh, at, a, at an intersection and he sees me and he starts fucking running. I said, I told my partner, get out fucking chase that motherfucker. I'm going to go around this boat down here, come up the alley. So my partner jumps out and starts chasing him on foot. I drive up around, come down the alley and I get out and I start running down the alley towards him. And he's not looking at me cause he's looking behind him. He's looking at my partner. Then I speared this motherfucker and just knocked. Then I knocked him out of his shoes. All his change flew out of his pocket. I fucking dropped his ass. And he's like, well, what are you doing, Wilkins? What are you doing? Sorry, I told you my last name. Uh, I'm like, uh, I'm like, motherfucker, where's that phone? He goes, uh, I sold it. I was like, where's my 20 bucks? Uh, I smoked it. Yeah. And I was like, fuck you. You're going to jail. We took his ass to jail. <laughs> You before you ran every meeting, holler Leroy Jenkins, did you? What's that? I said right before you run ran into him with the car or something, you didn't holler Leroy Jenkins, did you? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I fucking I got out of the car. I tackled him like I did. I was body on body, man. And I'm I was you know I'm a big guy. I was six I was six one. You know, two hundred and twenty pounds at the time. I mean, he knew he felt that. You know, and he probably felt that for a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, we've, I've had a few bad guys. I had one bad guy. I was the only person he wouldn't run from. It ain't because I was fast. It's because that time I caught his ass, put him in the hospital. He didn't want to go back. It's like, it's like uh, I ain't running from you, deputy. Uh, he'd put his hand up and just wait. And he seen Ralph coming. He, 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 the chase was on. Yeah. Because I caught him one time. He was like, oh, no, 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 no. He's like, you ain't beating my ass again. <laughs> yeah. So it's, well, like, it's like, hey, it, it, it's, it worked. I think I just yeah. did uh, this past Wednesday. I think we just did a story uh, from up your way, Michigan, about the was that the uh, cop that whacked the fuck? Oh no, no, he was it a recent one or an old one? No, nah, I think it was recent. I'm going to try to pull the story up. Freaking Freebird texted something to me and. He lost his damn mind. I ain't wearing any tux tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I went and bought I went and bought a pair a shirt, some pants, and some shoes. And I already <laughs> didn't like it when I'm looking and you know, price tag on that shit's like a hundred dollars for a fucking pair of pants and you know Yeah, come on, man. Fifty for a shirt. I'm like Y'all already got me depressed shopping in the fat man section. Yeah. Let's see where it was at. Uh, we just did it. Did these stories? Uh, well, we did it Thursday because he. Uh, well, they had they had yeah, one it, was in Mi- it, it was in Michigan. Uh, here it is, right here. It was on Police One, and uh, it was in Warren, Michigan. 
Warren. Okay, yeah, I know exactly where that is. Yeah, well, I don't know. They didn't put the audio with it, but on YouTube, they they got the video. You know, the little young, you know, little young thuggy. He must have said something to the the deputy or something. Well, he walks yeah. over there and he open hands this motherfucker right. You know, basically on a brachial plexus stun on him, open yeah. hands him and uh puts this motherfucker on the ground, jumps <laughs> ju- jumps on top of him, then he picks him up by his, by the fucking back of his pants like a sack of potatoes. Then when he's picking him completely up, he uses his dreadlocks as a handle. <laughs> <laughs> then, then he. <laughs> Then when he put him in the cell, he helped him into the cell where he didn't even have to walk into the cell. He kind of flew into the cell when he threw Perfect. his ass in there. Of course, <laughs> you know, the, the cops, and, you know, they're going to fire him. They charge, oh, yeah, they charge yeah, they, him with two misdemeanors. But I'm thinking, I'm, I'm like, he, uh, I mean, because the, the kid didn't come after him. I said, I said, they're not playing the audio. I said, I guarantee this dude's been doing it 14 years. Little, uh, little young thug over there probably looked at him and says, yeah, when I get out, I'm going to fuck your wife or I'm going to rape your daughter or some shit. And the motherfucker said, oh, yeah, you think so? Yeah. <laughs> and he just had enough that day. Yep. I mean, it's, I know how that is, and, dude. I mean, and some, I can't say I haven't given people a couple fuck you shots yeah. in, you know, in my time. Sometimes you just you snap, you break. You're just a human being, you know? Yeah. And I used to tell people, man, anytime that somebody would threaten me like that, I had a guy, the last guy that did it, I was, <clears throat> I used to tell him the same thing, but I remember the last guy, <clears throat> he's a Hispanic guy, <clears throat> he fought with me, um, tried to take my, broke my taser, we were fighting, I tried to drive stun him, he broke the taser, so I just beat his ass, you know, and um, got him hit down, got him handcuffed, you know, he fought, I couldn't get him in the car. A couple guys helped me get him in the car. So I'm driving him to, to the jail and he's some self-proclaimed, you know, MS 13 guy or some shit. And he goes, that's all right, motherfucker. When I get out, I'm going to come, I'm going to find out where you live and I'm going to kill you and your family. And I said, thank you. Because if I ever fucking see you again, I'm dumping your ass. I'm not even going to ask any questions. If I see you walking down my road, I'm going to shoot you from my living room. Because you just threatened to kill me and my family. Yep. I, I had one. Uh, I had this guy one time. He knew where I lived, and uh, he threatened. You know, I'd arrest him and all kind of shit. And he, he's like, "I'm going to come." I, I was like, "That's all right. That's fine." Well, I didn't. Yep. I, I let the sheriff himself know. I, mm-hmm. told, I told the sheriff himself, and I, I said, "Quote." I said, uh, "I said, uh, I said this motherfucker." even attempts to even come around me or my family, especially my family. I said, if he, if he puts his pinky toe in my driveway, I said, oh, he's dead. I said, and said not when I call y'all better just bring body bags with you. Cause I'm going to kill this motherfucker. You understand? Yep. I said, just send the fucking meat truck. Yeah. I said, there's not going to be no ifs, ands, buts about it. I'm just going to kill him straight up. Well, yep. I don't, I don't have to worry. I mean, he, dude ended up, uh, years later ended up, you know, stretching his neck out, uh, you know, did society a favor, in my opinion. Yeah, saved us some money, he, too. Uh, it, was, it was still, I mean, it was like a year later. I happened to be in Walmart with my wife, and that dude saw me, and I looked at him. That bitch left his buggy where he was at and left the entire store. <laughs> He's like, I'm done Cause, shopping. Cause I, I wasn't playing. I was going to kill this motherfucker, you know? Hell, yeah. Oh, you threaten my family? You threaten me all you want. I don't care. Yeah. I can take it. But you're going to threaten to kill my kids and shit, man? Yeah, no. exactly. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, it's changed so much, man. I mean, I remember when I was in, when I was a rookie, you know, all the old guys, I mean, I was, we were trained by the Vietnam era guys, you know, and those guys just didn't fucking care, you know? Um, our police chief was that way, you know, he, he used to leave at the end of the day, you know, afternoon. And he'd tell us, man, anybody, he goes, all right, guys, be safe out there. tonight. anybody disrespects you to go to the hospital before they go to the jail, you know? And that was, you know, the way it was just a healthier culture for us because we felt like, you know, if we go out there and we end up in something where, you know, we got to use force or we got to shoot somebody, you know, we knew that the police chief and the guys that we had as command officers at the time were going to back us a hundred percent, you oh, know, yeah. not no more, <laughs> not no more. Well, they got, I said something to the dad said, uh, the, the jailers and stuff like that. I said, they got more cameras watching the, the free people who work there than watching the criminals. I know it's ridiculous. I mean, they, they got more, they're more worried about what the free people are doing than what they, <laughs> what the criminals are doing. I know it's because uh, they care more about them than they do us. I think you know it seems that way anyway. Oh, it's definitely you know uh, the, crim- yeah. and the criminal. The criminals know it. They just straight up know. Right, and unfortunately, guys like us are leaving the job, man. You know, they're leaving the job early, or they're retiring, or you know, they're just saying "fuck it," I'm going to do something else, and. That's leaving people, nobody to train these guys, you know, because and I'll tell you what, you know, me and my partner, when I was a sergeant, me and another sergeant, best friend of mine, his name's Trent. Um, you know, we talk a lot about this stuff and, you know, we, we, uh, we say that, um, you know, the administrations have changed so much that, um, well, first, let me get, let me, I, I lost my train of thought, but I just remember what I was going to say. So, you know, we would, uh, we said that the generation before us refused to step down. Man, you got so many guys that got, you know, they've done their time and then they're coming back to do more time at other agencies. And that's okay, man. I don't mind that, you know, but it's become systemic where you've got guys that are in their 70s being police chiefs and they're disconnected from the way things are, you know, I mean, I've, I've had command officers, you know, a, a quote, like a law and they're like, Oh, it's not that it's this. It's like, no motherfucker that changed. There was an update on that, you know? So, you know, we didn't get the opportunity to our generation didn't get the change in the guard. You know, we didn't get the opportunity to become captains and police chiefs and stuff like that. So now you got all these ball washers that became, you know, moved up the ranks by, stepping on other people's shoulders and they're in positions of authority, but they never did shit in, uh, in their career. They never fucking pushed a squad or if they did, it was very, very short time. You know, they never did any details, um, you know, SWAT or narcotics or surveillance or anything. <clears throat> and, you know, I had an operations lieutenant who was telling his people that were coming to him <laughs> for questions about patrol shit. And he's telling them, well, I don't really know much about patrol. Why don't you go ask uh, Jim, you know, Sergeant Sergeant Wilkins. I don't give a fuck if people know my last name. Well, um, I'm, I'm, funny you brought this up. I was telling somebody the other day because I said there's so many, it still goes on. I'll see guys that retire. Let's say this guy, he retires. He's, let's say he's a captain or something over whatever division. Right. He'll retire. 
but then they they keep him. He 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 never leaves. He's just doing right. it like they're still. That now he he's just still he's still the captain over division, in a part time capacity or whatever. But my yeah. my problem is with it when I brought it up was you're you're not giving these younger officers the or deputies or anything the opportunity to move up. Right. You're locking his positions out. These guys are like, you know, I mean, what's the point? You know, I'm going to be, you know. Uh, it is. It's a lot in the leadership, man. It's, you know, some, I mean, if you got a good boss in this job, you know, good supervisors, you're lucky, man. You should count your lucky stars because it's just not, that's not the norm, you know? And, um, you know, when my, I remember when I tested for Lieutenant, I, you know, we had to do a PowerPoint. We got interviewed. We had to, you know, they, they weighed our experience, education, all that stuff. Well, at the end of the interview process, um, I didn't get it. You know, there was four of us in it. They gave it to the guy they gave it to who had been, you know, whining and dining the chief and, you know, sniffing his shit every day and um, stroking his ego. So he got promoted. Well, I ran into one of the guys that was on my oral board. He was a captain from the sheriff's department. And he goes, he's like, hey, um, so you got promoted? And I'm like, no. Because you didn't? Because I was on a slot team in the same county that he was captain at. So I saw him one day at a training. And he's like, I was like, no, man, I didn't get it. He goes, who got it? I was like, fucking numb nuts, you know? And he's like, really? You were number one on the list? He goes, me and the guy from St. Joe County Sheriff's Department had you at number one. And but it didn't matter that I was number one because the chief got to choose. And he chose the other guy. You know? Yeah, he's going to choose the guy with the brown stains permanently around his lips. Exactly, and that's exactly who they chose. And, and that guy didn't know how to do shit, man. He sat on his ass in his office every day. He never got in the car. He never went on a complaint. You know, I was used to working in a city where, you know, fucking my police chief came out on a complaint and fucking broke his arm fighting with a guy and got him handcuffed and arrested with one arm. And he was in his 60s, you know, and he was the fucking police chief. He didn't have to do that. And white shirts will change you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, when I was a sergeant, I was, I, was a, I was a working sergeant. Me too. I was a... Uh, I was out there with my guys. They can tell you if we had, you know, I was out there, right. I would be standing on the side of the road with them writing tickets. Uh, I mean, yep. I just, I was out there with them. Yep. I would do my paperwork as fast as I could so I could get out there. And, and I was right there beside them because, and then they could tell you, I never asked you to do nothing. I haven't done or I'm willing to do right now. Right. So. And, and when I, when I, you know, when I supervised, my, I wasn't a disciplinary guy. I didn't drop paper on people. I, I thought that was counterproductive. And, you know, I'd chew their ass, give them a good fucking ass chewing, make them think about it. But more times than not, they wouldn't make the same mistake again, and they didn't have any in the file. I, call, I thought that was a win-win, you know? Yep. Well, you got some of them. I've seen, I've even told some people before. when they made, finally got promoted. I'm like, don't. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't, don't be yourself. Don't turn. And I've seen a lot of them. Well, once, once they put some stripes or some bars on, mm-hmm. it's like, who the fuck are you? Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I mean, I didn't never have that problem, but I saw a lot of that. You know, you get, oh my god, the power trip, man, and you know, 
my last police chief was so fucking toxic. Gave me, motherfucker gave me PTSD. Probably part of the reason why I had PTSD. <laughs> but, you know, I wanted to pound his ass into the fucking ground every day. Every time I saw him, man, it was all I could do to hold well, back. If you were wanting to pound, you know? if you were wanting to pound fellow cops in the ass every day, you yeah. should have went and worked in Tennessee. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it was... uh you know, getting out of the time I got out was good. Um, but you know, I feel like, you know, I still have an ambitions, man. I still want to teach, you know, I want to pass on what I know because I know the shit that I know and the stuff that you probably know, Dan is the stuff that's going to save people's lives out there. All this other bullshit. That's all fucking nice to tell the community and oh, we're going to do this and have a social worker do that. Fine. Tell them whatever the fuck you want to tell them. But at the end of the day, shit needs to be done the way it's always been. Oh, the whole social worker thing. That's just, Stupidest shit I think I ever heard. If you want to have a, a social worker uh, on shift that's working and available, if I need, hey, look, I got this mental guy. Why don't y'all uh, y'all send Susie Smith out here? You know, but don't let the social worker be like the main person going. You know, send Susie out there. Sounds like we got a nut bag. Yeah. Oh, Susie's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Susie's dead. Yeah. We we call call Mister Susie because I she's not coming home because you know Joe Blow and his uh, paranoid schizophrenic uh, psychotic mindset he's in thought she was you know thought she was coming to kill him and you know and if you fuck crazy people it's one of the hardest things to do that and oh man they're strong as hell crazy women and uh and small women yeah small women man my partner got stabbed by a woman you know he fucking dealt with all these other assholes and then he's dealing with some little prostitute little five foot nothing prostitute and she's stuck him in his fucking ribs with a fucking dirty ass knife you know hmm so everybody, I mean, I tell people, I was like, I say, oh, there's some little, look how small. I'm like, let me tell you what, the little women, about five foot two and about 115 pounds, them bitches are hard to hold on to. Yeah, they are. It's like slippery. trying to hold on to a pig that's been taking a bath in, in baby oil. I know. It's seriously, you know, and in the summertime, forget about it because they're going to be sweaty as fuck and you're not going to be able to get a grip on them, you know? No, I'm just hoping that was sweat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I I see all this shit going on and I watch the mistakes. I mean, I call them mistakes, you know, things that I'm seeing now. And, you know, people aren't concerned about it. You know, they're only concerned about the end result. They're not concerned how they got there, you know. Yep. (laughs) It's like, well, like I said, I I think we need to talk. We might talk about it before. I said, probably this new generation of cops coming up. A lot of them ain't never been punched in the face. They ain't never been in a fist fight. And there, a lot of them. Not everybody. They got some out there great, but a majority of them, they don't have no people skills. Because even growing up in high school, they don't talk to each other no more. They rather text or tweet, yeah, they're anti- snap, yeah. and all this stuff. Because I, ask my step, I have Snapchat now, but I got I have to have all that social media stuff because of the podcast. But before I'm like, I see her yeah. taking a picture of herself. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Oh, <laughs> you know. I mean, yeah, so and so, it's our, it's our snap something. Uh, you know, we, I don't want to mess up my 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 streak. I don't even know what the hell they're talking about. 
Yeah, I don't either, man. And it's like you guys are walking around with your phones, your head's buried in these phones. You're completely unaware of what's going on around you, you know? The only snap we did was with our fingers, and when Mom made us go help her snap them beans. Right. <laughs> so <it's> like, <laughs> it's like, that's the only snapping we knew about, you know? It's, yeah, no shit. You know? Shit, we didn't have cell phones, man. We had nothing, you know? It was just... But, yeah, I don't know, man. I watched some of these things, you know, <laughs> I, that Robert Blake deal that happened. Um, I can't remember where it was at, but I remember watching the video and the cops are, like, chasing the guy around. He's domestic violence. He fucking went to jail for domestic violence. He's out on bond. He's got a warrant for domestic violence. They already know all this shit before they get there. Three cops show up. They're fucking around with this guy. Nobody puts their hands on him. He's moving around freely. You know, he's the fucking threat. And what happens? He goes into the car. Suppose he arms himself with a knife and they sh- have to shoot him now. That could have been totally avoided by, hey, motherfucker, come here. Turn around, put your hands behind your back. Oh, you don't want to put your hands behind your back? Let me help you with that. You know? <laughs> and then he's in the car and he's fucking handcuffed. And now he's not going to do shit. <laughs> you know? But they don't do that, man. They ju- they don't fucking take charge. They're afraid to, of confrontation. Almost seems like they're afraid to go f- hands on with these people. You know, I think a lot of them are. Just, just they ain't never had to put their hands on somebody like that before. No, fuck no. You know, I played I played contact sports as a kid. You know, I was I played ice hockey. You know, I'm from the north, man. I was a hockey player. I spent more time in the penalty box than I did, you know, on the ice. But, um. When I played, man, I was an enforcer, and I learned a lot of my physical shit from being a hockey player. You know, so when I became a cop, you know, I did martial arts and stuff, too, as a kid. Um, You know, I did some wrestling when I was in high school. You know, so when I became a cop, I'd already had my bell rung. I'd already had the wind knocked out of me. I knew what it was like, and I'd been in fights. You know, I went to an inner city school, you know, where I was outnumbered. race-wise you know i'm a white guy it was mostly minority school you know and that was hard to uh navigate as a kid you know and so i fought a lot and so when i got to be a cop you know getting hit was nothing that was fucking second nature to me you know i mean and then not to mention my dad you know he'd beat the shit out of you if you stepped out of line so i got that a few times too you know there he is Mm-mm. Well, we're running. I'm not going to keep you all night. I'm going to see if you're going to want to come back on another one because I know you had, if if you want to, uh, on talk about your other stuff, I know you had to deal with some, like, serious stuff that went on with your life that you overcame that I'm impressed with. Yeah, there's, with. Some, there's, I, a, there's a story there, yeah. I, I'd rather talk about that on a whole different one than just we'll talk about the serious stuff because, hey, you overcame it, doesn't I mean, that's more powerful than uh the funny stuff right there so oh yeah man giving up the booze and you know going and getting help that was the hardest thing for me the hardest two things that i've ever done in my life you know but we i want to donate a not donate but we're gonna put another uh episode up for that so hold on a minute don't leave we appreciate it and uh like i said don't leave when do this outro and then uh get with you everybody yeah i hope y'all enjoyed it i love having guests i love meeting new people especially from that far away uh yeah i've never been uh in detroit and that area so yeah y'all gonna come back and listen to them again 
Y'all remember what I always say, stay safe, watch your back, watch your partner's back. Uh, we're not sheep dogs, we're lions. And uh, till, <laughs> till next time. Yeah, thanks, Dan. Thanks for having me. Cause I don't give a fuck what you say. Yeah, I'm gonna do shit my way. So you can go kick rocks, I'ma stack bricks up, build what I want to make. Yo, I got a lot of shit to say, so I'ma do this every day. I'll be writing things until